there, you're listening to Podoc Fancast, a fancast dedicated to the discussion of the Podoc saga. And welcome to our season five coverage. <laughs> yeah, it's the final ever season of the show, but fear not, we will be here to hold your hand and dry your tears as our very favorite show comes to its conclusion. <laughs> if you're new, then welcome. Uh, And we better introduce ourselves. My name is Rita and I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark and I tweet at Rita Byte. And I'm Michelle. I live in the States. Uh, You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses and I tweet at Musings. This week's podcast is a special preview podcast to get us all excited for the show's premiere on Sunday, the 14th of July, Bastille Day, on BBC One at 9 p.m. Uh, so mark them calendars and brace yourselves for all the feels. But before we get too carried away, let's take a brief look back on what happened in season four of the show. Yeah, so it's been a while, like over <laughs> a year. So we're going to have to give you like a, a very, very brief refresher on where we left everyone off last season. If you want a slightly more in-depth recap and discussion, may I suggest listening to episode 55 of this podcast where we did a season four overview (laughs) i was listening to that while i was walking my dog this morning and boy did we sound tired (laughs) i'll have to listen to that on my way into work because i think that sounds like an entertaining um activity um so uh let's see where were we uh ross became mp for Toro, and at the end of the season uh, narrowly avoided the noose again after dueling Monk Adderley. He returned to Cornwall, he being Ross, returned to Cornwall in disgrace to patch things up with Demelza. Uh, Demelza broke off her affair with Hugh just in time to watch him die, conveniently. She <laughs> then spent the rest of the season trying to make Ross realize that she always loved him more and succeeded in the end after Ross had his temper tantrum, I mean, Joe. <laughs> Uh, George lost his place in Parliament to Ross, but bounced back by buying himself a whole damn borough, making himself even more powerful and leading to him becoming Sir George Warleggan. Elizabeth fell pregnant. She then conspired to have an, quote, early birth to convince George that Valentine was also born early. Now she visited a very dodgy doctor who gave her a potion and during another argument about Valentine's parentage, she drank it, inducing the birth of Ursula Willegan. But it also ended up killing her. I guess, R.I.P. And I hope. Uh, Dwight and Caroline were delighted to fall pregnant, but when baby Sarah was born, Dwight was devastated to realize she had a heart defect. She very quickly falls sick and dies, leaving Caroline unable to cope. She moves away to London to distract herself from her pain, but by the end of the season, they were reunited, with Horace often acting as a communication intermediary in the (laughs) cutest of ways, and living happily again in Cornwall. Uh, Following Mawena's threat to kill her son in season three, Ozzy was forced to stop assaulting his wife. Poor baby. His solution was to then begin sleeping with her sister Ruella again instead. (sighs) Now, Ruella's husband, Arthur, found out and tried to kill him. He eventually got killed by the the 
horse dragging him actually but um <laughs> Moena became a widow leaving her open to marry her true love drake after a decent period you know of like half a day <laughs> um upon learning of ozzy's date with a tree stump drake jilted the perfectly lovely Ro- lovely rosina on their wedding day of course and left to pursue Morwenna's hand instead. Rosina's father burned Drake's blacksmith yard down, and so he's currently living with Sam. Hopefully he and Morwenna will move the hell out of there in season five. Oh, good. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sam spent the season pining over Emma. He even fought and lost a wrestling match for her soul. Uh, But despite a super sweet kiss, Emma decided that she couldn't become a Methodist for him and broke things off, leaving him and me heartbroken, but not (laughs) in that annoying, mopey way his brother is. (laughs) Let's see. uh, Jeffrey Charles got hit by the puberty stick real hard while he was away at school and ended up becoming a binge drinker that was super horny all the time. You know, typical teenage boy stuff. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and uh, as well as the boy with his foot in his mouth, after commenting on how much his half-brother looks like Ross in front of his stepfather. Well played, mate. Well played. We are hoping that he learns some tact in season five. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, any highlights or favorite moments from the previous season, Rita? For me, it was all about episode seven. That was really an excellent episode and felt... Like almost like a standalone episode mm-hmm. in a way because it focused directly on London and Rosa DeMels's fracturing relationship. I always say this, but when the show has time to like focus in on one storyline and give it time to breathe, it is at its best. But also mm-hmm. shout out to the Emma and Sam scene from earlier in the season, <laughs> which may have been cut from the US version, but in my heart, they will never die. Uh, seriously, um, I completely agree with you about episode seven. Um, there was lots of romance, uh, intrigue, uh, costumes galore for us to drool over, uh, fantastic performances from Eleanor and Max Bennett as Monk Adderley, though that scene really stands out to me, um, as a, uh, fantastic representation of just how good this show can be. Um, I also like the scenes in Parliament because, you know, I love everything London. So anytime I get to see um, different parts of, of London or hell, the entire uh, country, I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, the opulence of the Warlegan estate in London and then simply enjoying the phenomenal acting um, from Jack Farthing that he delivered uh, throughout the season. But in particular, uh, the last couple of episodes uh, from series four. Uh, he's really continued to do the fine work he started in series three, uh, providing the character of George a multidimensional quality that actually made me feel a teensy bit sorry for the man by the end of it. Um, I know, right? Um, I also love this scene with the fair in Cornwall. <laughs> uh, the wrestling, the church from which a petulant Ross wishes to be excused. <laughs> um, and the scene where Valentine and Jeremy play together, much to their respective mother's chagrin. So were there any storylines from season four you want to see continuing in season five? For me, I'm actually really excited to watch George's grief following Elizabeth's death. 
I mean, it's something that wasn't covered in the books because of the time jump. But I think Jack Farthing will really destroy the season with his amazing performances. It's been a few seasons since he's had like a really, really juicy storyline. And this has real potential to be that for him. Yeah, ditto. Um, I'm also interested in seeing how his new title will advance his status uh, and whether or not uh, Roz's forays into spying and other heroic daring deeds continues to rub him the wrong way um, and get him into trouble uh, trying to make decisions that will bring Ross down, but we all know that won't happen. Um, uh, Jack's recent interview in the Herald of Scotland really helps you see just how different he is from his character. Uh, and I know this will probably get me banned from the podcast, <sighs> But now that all the ridiculous is out of the way, I'll be interested in seeing how Morwenna's character flourishes this season. Please don't kill me, Rita. Uh, just to be clear, I have zero problem with Morwenna. It's her husband <laughs> that I am not looking forward to his reaction to her, her trauma, basically. Yeah, oh God, I hope... You know he's going to say some dumb things. <laughs> Yeah, I, God, I hope not. I hope he's learned a little bit. Again, maybe he's been hit with a tap stick as well. That would be nice. But okay, uh, let's forget about season four. And that's in the past. Let's look forward to season five. Uh, BBC finally released a trailer last week. So let's have a look at this bad boy. You will make the world a stronger, fairer, wiser place. Our children would have the means to rise and claim parity with their richer fellows. If your own country betrays you, to whom do you then owe loyalty? Yes, look at all that fresh hog content. Okay, so yes. like last year, I yet again had the joy of watching this trailer thousands of times frame by frame. <laughs> so, like, I know this thing backwards and forwards. What did you think of it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, um, uh, who's the girl curtsying to Jeffrey Charles? I think she's an invention. She has to be, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was thinking, okay. Please don't let that be clowns, because I'll be really freaking confused. I think that's a love interest. <laughs> that would be really... Uh -huh. like, I know First Cousins married back in the day, but let's not do that here. Yeah, no, that would be bad. Uh, anyhow, I really love the trailer. Um, although, although I just realized, um, after watching it for the umpteenth time, and I, I mean, I watched it like nonstop for like almost 40 minutes yesterday, <laughs> just to kind of try and try and catch everything. Um, we have a crying more winning again. Why? Dear God, why? Oh, God. We can't have nice things. We can't have it. Damn it. Um, well, there were rather swashbuckly moments that are looking very interesting. Love the sword fighting that uh, we see because, you know, more daring do is on the way. We just know it. Um, more dueling pistols showing up, and and Lord, who for who is George pulling out his little gat? I mean, damn, God, I know. Um, some actually, is he gonna get his hands dirty? I mean, you know, usually he sends out the lackeys to do that kind of thing, but you know, 
Where's Tom Harry when you I know, him? or Tom Harry 2.0. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. There are some very serious expressions being shared between Ross and Dwight, which is always worrisome. Poor Dwight. And, yeah. And, and oh, God. Do you remember um, reading it? There was an article, I think, that uh, Aiden gave. I don't know who, which newspaper it wound up showing in. But, uh, you know, he said something about, finally, Ross has a friend in Cornwall. <gasps> How dare you say that when Dwight exists? What? Dude, what about your BFF? Your ride or die. What about Zachy Martin? How dare you do Zachy that way? I know, right? Ugh. And so. RIP Captain Henshaw slash Francis, who were also his best <laughs> friends. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Come on, Aiden. You can remember these things. Okay, maybe you can't. Um, anyway, and oh, yes, we have some inclusivity peeking into the series now. Hashtag black girl magic. Uh, color me intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I did there? <laughs> nah, uh, <laughs> can I just say, there was not enough Sam Khan or Poldark kids. Preach! Like, I know they don't make for the most dynamic trailer fodder, but... Though it would have got me more pumped for season five. I would have been like, Sarah! <laughs> hard eyes, hard eyes, hard eyes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, what were some of your favorite moments? Oh, it has to be the Ross and Demelza hug at the end of the trailer. Oh. At its heart, the show like is really about their marriage. And all the other dramatics don't really interest me as much, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, that was that was really just McSwoony there. Um, although it kind of looked like, you know, they came together pretty hard. So I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> but then I got distracted by, you know, the, the Cornish cliffside, and, you know. They've got lots of layers on, remember? Like there's corsets and like... <laughs> They're fine. They've got padding. <laughs> uh, do you feel any kind of lingering ambivalence about this being a, quote, fanfic season? <laughs> we were, I was listening to our other podcast after season four ended where I was just like, no, I don't want this. <laughs> but I think uh, as the season approaches, my excitement naturally builds because I really love this show and these like amazing characters. And I just want to spend even more time with them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm honest, my apprehension is still there because some of the choices Debbie's made in the past haven't really worked for me. And I think that the likelihood that I will like everything this season is pretty low. So, like, I have kind of mixed emotions for me as we head into this episode. Mm. Um, I'm going to do my best to remain optimistic. And, you know, I, I know, shocking. Um, but there's really no way to predict what could be coming around the corner for this one. Um, that said... <laughs> we're going to do our best and fail. <laughs> exactly. You know, we, we always talk about, we're not going to do any predictions or look forward. And blah, blah, blah. But, of course, we have to because Poldark. So... Season five predictions. What have you got? Uh, brace yourself because these are all downers and I can't help it. It's just my personality. <laughs> I am the Eeyore of this podcast. Um, <laughs> firstly, I think Debbie's going to, again, mischaracterize Ross and his politics as being far more liberal and egalitarian than they are in the novels. 
just a continuation from last season. And indeed, you know, he would not have been this open-minded when he's a man of that social standing in that period of time, Mm. just like historically. So, you know, prepare for a lot of rants where I complain about that this season because that's just like one thing I can't stand is like turning a three-dimensional complex character into like a cookie-cutter archetype. You know, they did the same with Elizabeth. So we have to hold up our standards here. Um, I'll have to watch Sam and Rosina happen. Um, (laughs) It happens in the books. And this too will be mischaracterized as some grand romance instead of like the very sad practical Charlotte and Mr. Collins situation it actually was. Can we just like have things be not the most romantic thing on the planet? Like I know this show does romance brilliantly, but after Drake and Moena, like I can't bear it. <laughs> oh God. I'm going to hope that they're at least happy that they're at least like, really happy you know i think they're happy in the charlotte and mr collins way which is like not like it's a type of happiness it's not a grand romance but you can still be happy um yeah i think jack farthing slash george will steal the show this season i feel like that's a pretty obvious (laughs) reason and i think the kids will probably be probably be allowed to say one or two lines this season Because they're finally old <laughs> enough and we will squeal with delight, but they will probably end up on the cutting room floor for most of it. Ay, 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 ay. Okay, well, um, I've seen a couple of things that make me worry that we'll see another expansion of the keeping secrets thing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, in other words, that, you know, Ross um, is not necessarily keeping it a hundred with Demelza. And that of course leads to marital tension, which, you know, is always such a delight to see between these two characters. Um, so yeah, so I'm not really looking forward to that, but I'm gonna try to remain optimistic people. I really am. I really, really am. If I can get the stupid thing to work over here, but that's another story. Viewer predictions. We asked you guys to get in contact with what you thought would happen in season five, and here they are. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, Anonymous said, I hope to see a happy, fully reconciled Romelza now, longer love scenes, and children actually talking to their parents. Uh, <laughs> Des Petrillo said, I want to see how Drake and Morwenna are getting on. Uh, at Margie LMC said, it sounds like Ross and Demelza are apart from one another most of the time. See, 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 see. Um, I'm not crazy about watching that. Ditto. Uh, yes, I know it's part of their story. Um, Sue Gill said uh, she wants to see lots of love and happiness for Ross and Demelza. They deserve to be happy forever and ever. And Micah Spencer said, uh, I want to see what happens to Valentine and mm. Jeffrey Charles. I'm kind of interested in seeing that too. So we got an email from other Michelle. She's Hello. Got a bit of, she's got a, hi, other Michelle. We've got a bit of a list, but let's get cracking. Number one being that this is the last season and riots equal drama to this writing slash production team. I think there will be at least two and maybe three riots. <laughs> <laughs> we love a good riot. Oh, yeah. Uh, number two, Sam will marry Rosina. A good thing. 
Number three, Horace and Garrick will be adorable and have more to do than Caroline. (laughs) 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 Ah, brutal but fair. Number four, there will be flashbacks. And most will be about Elizabeth. Bigger. Yeah. Ooh, what if we got some Elizabeth flashbacks from George, though? That would be kind of cool. That could be interesting. Yeah. Like she's haunting him. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. At number five, the character of Elizabeth will be remembered by all, including Ross and possibly even Demelza, as a noble slash sympathetic person. In brackets, which she was not. <laughs> she will be elevated to the status <laughs> of sainthood, which will make me batshit crazy. You and me both, sister. I would instead love to see Ross gain some perspective on the whole Elizabeth saga and realise that she was equally responsible for everything that happened, especially as writer and producers of this series say the sex between Ross and Elizabeth was consensual. Mm-hmm. Preach. Number six. There will be a ridiculous amount of Valentine to the detriment of the characters of Jeremy and Clowence, and Ross's angst over not being able to be a father to him. <laughs> really? How about paying attention to Jeremy, who you know is your son, for more yeah. than a nanosecond slash pat uh-huh. on the head? Uh, more crazy-making material, I am afraid. Number seven. <laughs> the series will end with Ross and Demelza deeply in love. Demelza accepting and caring about Valentine's well-being as well as that of her own children. She will share the sainted woman of the series prize with new female character who stands by her husband until the end. <laughs> Tammy Wynette would be so proud. <laughs> Number eight. The series will end with Ross and Demelza st- uh, standing on the cliffs, staring at the ocean, at the future, and what it may hold. Oh, yeah. This is so obviously going to happen. Although it would be funnier to have all the characters doing their own versions of cliff staring, even Horace and Garrick, though the danger with this is that they would raise their legs and, you know. (laughs) P.S. Oh, yeah, Drake and Mawena will still be around. Yawn. Oh. (laughs) What a great email. Thanks, other Michelle. Yeah, that's awesome. All of that is going to come true. I see it. (laughs) In my crystal ball. Oh, God. Uh, Let's see. We've got an episode description from the BBC press office. So let's uh, read that and then dissect it into a billion pieces. Um, So let's see. As Demelza manages their affairs in Cornwall, she encounters disenchantment and a new opponent, Tess. Ooh. Uh, George, meanwhile, struggles to engage with the world after Elizabeth's death, and it falls to Carrie to expand the family empire. Dangerous. As As Valentine struggles to find his place within it. Snooze. (laughs) Arriving in London, Ross finds the city gripped with paranoia and is determined to save Ned from the conspiracy that imprisoned him. Um, Who's Ned? I think we're about to get a whole lot of names that we don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, let's see. George enters into an alliance with the merchant behind Ned's imprisonment, Ralph Hansen, whose business is in upholding the slave trade. George, don't make me come over there and slap you. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Jeffrey Charles decides to follow in Ross's footsteps and enter the military. Yay. But he also finds himself drawn to Cicely Hansen, Ralph's daughter. Oh, this is already complicated. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, as George's grief leads the Whirleggans into uncharted and worrying territory, Ross discovers a grave plot and is urged to heroism while Demelza is forced into action herself back at home. So, bum, bum, bum. Jeffrey Charles is going to have a love interest. Yeah. Uh, Valentine is going to be on screen more than we would have liked, considering there's no mention of Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. George is going to kill us. Where are the Poldark children? Oh, they're in the imaginary attic. Um, and Demelza is going to be managing the mine again. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, you know, if Ross is, you know, still doing the MP thing... um. That's kind of what she winds up uh, needing to do. And, you know. I don't think he's being an MP. He discovers a grave plot and is an urge to heroism. <laughs> that sounds like nothing an MP would ever do. Like, I can barely get mine to write me back. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, times is different. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see what winds up happening. Really want to figure out who this Ned character is. Um, now watch, it'll be someone obvious from last season that I have forgotten because hashtag I'm old. Oh, no, 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 That's a new oh. character. There was a article about how he's like a real historical okay. figure. I didn't read the article because I'm avoiding spoilies, yes. but, um, I think he helps fight the slave trade with, uh, Frost, uh, that's the vague sense, I guess. And I'm I'm really kind of annoyed with uh, George siding uh, with the, uh, but of course he would, um, siding with uh, the person who is um, trying to uphold the slave trade. I, on, as, on a personal level. As a right, as yeah. like, obviously. <laughs> uh, but from a writing choice, I feel like it's a bit like, yeah, of course they're going to make George do the mm-hmm. villainous thing. Yeah. I feel like it's very yeah. obvious. Like, I would be more interested in having George maybe have a completely different mm-hmm. perspective, do something unexpected from George because he's like, I don't know. It's a- yeah. Uh, you know, if I if I recall um, the later books, this is probably a more interesting uh, spin on the things that he could be um, running around doing as opposed to kind of what winds up happening. Hashtag in the books. But, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, anyhow. Anyway. <laughs> let's not go there. So let's see. What's happening in the inbox? So we got another email from other Michelle. Hi, ladies. What if Elizabeth and Demelza's places were reversed and Ross cheated on Elizabeth? Do you think that she would have forgiven him and why? I think Elizabeth would have stayed with Ross and perhaps forgiven him in a fashion to keep access to his money, position, and to avoid scandal and gossip. I also think she would have been seen his infidelity as such an affront and so unthinkable given who and what she is that she would have been done with him for all practical purposes her narcissism ego and pride would not have permitted her to truly accept his apology and she would have used his infidelity as a weapon and as leverage over him forever 
In contrast, I think Demelza chose to stay with Ross and ultimately chose to forgive him because she believed that he had finally decided he loved her more than Elizabeth. Once again, thank you for the many hours of great podcasts. Looking forward to the season and your podcasts on each episode. Mm. Thank you. Um, you know, I think that, you know, we've seen kind of what Elizabeth's response would be to infidelity, you know, in her entire relationship with um, Francis. Um, you know, she did exactly um, as you uh, suggested uh, that she would do with Ross um, if the cards were returned differently. Um, you know, she stayed with Francis, um, you know, because it was really pretty much the only thing that she could do given the, the era in which she lived. But she was pretty damn pissed off at him about, you know, all of his carousing and boozing and, and uh, you know, whittling away the family fortune to nothing. Um, and, you know, I think I remember, you know, there was a time where, you know, Francis said something, you know, you know, but my love for you. And he stops because he realizes that, you know, he, he, he really doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to that after everything that he's done. So, you know, I think that, that, you know, we've, we've seen exactly what Elizabeth would do in that situation. Rita, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I think, though, there is a difference in that I think that Ross's opinion of Elizabeth is far more important to her than Francis ever was, mm -hmm. which is why I've always really annoyed her a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> but I think she wouldn't have been able to handle the loss of his attention more than yeah. anything else. She wouldn't have been able to forgive him, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but thanks again, other Michelle. Um, we'll be, uh, really interested in hearing your thoughts as we dive into series five. Let's see. Anonymous said, uh, I was doing a rewatch of the current adaptation of Poldark and came across the scene where it was the morning after Ross first slept with Demelza. The photography and music were exquisite when Demelza climbs out of bed and goes to lie in the field with, um, Garrick. The pacing was slow and easy and I couldn't help but wish that the later seasons had the same feel to them. Was it the directing that made the difference? Rita, what do you think? I don't know that it was so much just the direction. I think the direction and the writing were really aligned in how they adapted the novel. There was definitely a lot more room to breathe and scenes really lingered and you got more of those atmospheric shots of like pastoral scenes with Ross mm -hmm. scything and Demelza <laughs> watching and her, just scenes of like Demelza playing with her dog in the gr long grass of Cornwall like it just felt much more it was idyllic <laughs> yeah it was but then also you felt like you were there with the characters because you got to see them in normal settings of everyday life rather than just when there's drama happening yeah. you know there were scenes of Demelza like gutting a fish or just picking up some wood and like you never really see that anymore mm -hmm. there's so much 
story to pack into each episode that you don't really get to spend time getting to be with the characters and seeing them interact. And I think that's what I miss most about that, what has become of the show. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so much to try and and pack into um, each episode to keep the story moving forward. And, you know, as you're adding more and more characters and more and more storyline, you know, you wind up having to give up, you know, the the screen time that we'd previously seen with, you know, romantic walks along the cliffs and and things like that in order to... Uh, continue to move to move the story forward so so yeah um season one i think will always be the standout uh for this series um you know as we uh, fade to black in uh, a few episodes but um you know i i think that you know perhaps with some time uh behind us um we'll be able to kind of look back uh, with more, much more fondness towards the, the rest of the series as well. Okay, so our next question was from Anonymous. They were talking about the 1970s final, which we watched in the previous podcast. And they said, love Demelza's note. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. I like that. Uh, ending better though with the book dialogue but I also like the new series where Demelza says you touched her heart but only you have ever owned it the older series left it like Demelza was saying in a way he's dead it's over and done with (laughs) get over it (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh uh yeah yeah I really did love that first series they did a, a really fantastic job at at being able to tell the story and um you know keep the keep the narrative going um and still give us opportunities for um bits of the original content from the 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 books um especially the last dialogue that we had in the final episode um because the the last few lines in uh, angry tide are just so damn good i wish that the show had ended on that and not george screaming <laughs> yes yeah that would be, oh, that that was the moment. or or the wedding all of a sudden yeah so anyway uh so we have uh jane who gave us uh some of her thoughts in the inbox uh first off i would like to thank the fangirls for getting me to actually read <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, your book club podcasts inspired me to study the complete Poldark series. Uh, Winston Graham is such an excellent writer of internal dialogue that it is obviously a real challenge to translate the material to screen. I think I would like to see a pop-up video version of Poldark just to keep <laughs> all the exposition preserved. Yeah, <laughs> That would be great. Uh, would love a big thought bubble over so many characters. Ross returning from the very bad thing, Elizabeth gaslighting George, Demelza when she decides to sleep with Hugh, just to stop all those creepy poems. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the best take I've ever heard. That's that's why she slept with him. Um, I appreciate all the analysis and insights you bring forward about every book and episode. 
you're also you're all also funny as hell just my crazy dry sense of humor oh thank you so much um michelle could you please tell me your, your method for watching the uk version of poldark as it airs live in the uk i've been doing some research on my own but i'm not quite sure what to do to avoid getting viruses uh thank you in advance for your help thank you for all the hours and hours of hard work watching things frame by frame writing reviews, adding music, editing, and recording. Uh, each podcast is like a little gem of goodness. Oh, Your hard is so work nice. is greatly appreciated. Oh, my God, I know. I'm not used to people like that. I know. Oh, thank you so much. It was just a, that was really just a nice little love letter. And oh, my goodness, that feels, that feels really good at 6 o'clock right. in the morning, let me tell you. <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, funny you should mention the whole live viewing thing, Jane, uh, because the method I used last year, uh, which was uh, tvketchup.com, and it that sounds like I'm saying, you know, the condiment, but it's, it's catch-up. <laughs> uh, so tvketchup.com uh, doesn't seem to be working this time around. <laughs> oh, God, don't panic. Don't panic. Um, I'm currently looking into what I can do uh, via a VPN. Although I've managed thus, you know, all I've managed thus far is to stare into the eyes of a 150 pound license fee in Ooh. order to use the iPlayer viewer, <laughs> you know, legally. Um, and although I did discover that there um, are ways to pay for it um, on a monthly and I yeah. think even weekly basis. Uh, so uh, I'm going to toy around with that a little bit more. Um, but uh, anyhow, um, I don't know if I want to go that far, but, you know, it could be, it, it is good for a year. So that would do me in really good stead for my British television loving self. Um, so yeah, anyhow, um, if I learn of other cheaper and safe methods, um, I will definitely let you know. So, um, stay tuned for, uh, little blurbs on Twitter or on Tumblr to let you know if, if things have, um, become clearer on that note. Otherwise, um, just going to have to try and find a copy of each of the episodes after, uh, it airs and watch it that way. So, yeah, that would probably be cheaper. And yeah, it would. Or, but you know, I would free. have to wait. <laughs> I'd have to wait. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Sorry, <laughs> the Dawson's Creek fan of me never dies. Um, Aww. we've got another email from other Michelle. My bad because I should have read this one out last week, but I forgot. <laughs> uh. Now that you have finished the original series, would you consider spending some time comparing and contrasting the old and the new series? Something like who did it better? You could do major characters, storylines, production, costume, hair. <laughs> you know how we <laughs> feel about hair. Makeup, yes. cinematography. I have my own thoughts, but it's always interesting to hear your thoughts from each of your perspectives. Try again for all the Oh, wait. Thank you again for all the great podcasts to date. I look forward to them every week. They really help when I'm stuck in the computer doing my day job to earn taxable income. Looking forward <laughs> to hearing your takes on Series 5. Now, that's definitely something we've discussed 
But as I always say that I think we can't really compare the shows completely until this version of the saga has finished airing. But I will take up all those suggestions for, you know, comparing and contrasting characters, the storylines, definitely hair. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we're going to have another wig gate this year. Oh, I've made the (laughs) wig talk jingle you know i joked about it but it's real now we're gonna have a section (laughs) oh that's awesome that's awesome can't wait my terrible singing is back okay (laughs) awesome let's see and uh finally uh we have uh some uh comments that came in kind of squeaking in last night um let's see hope and these are both from um anonymous uh participants uh hope to see a happily happy happily reconciled romelza now longer love scenes and the children actually talking to their parents and the second one was here are my top five hopes for series for season five one more scenes with ross and demelza two more loving scenes with ross and <laughs> three see more scenes where ross treats demelza like a queen <laughs> Four, not to see any scenes where Ross is grieving for Elizabeth. Please, sweet Jesus. And five, not to see any scenes where Ross and Valentine are being close buddies while Ross is ignoring Jeremy and Clowns. Insert crickets here. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think we'll be so lucky, uh, but uh, let's hope for at least one of those things to happen. I've got just one. Please, Ross, be a halfway decent parent and I will ignore how you treat Demelza sometimes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Gauntlet has been thrown. So, step it up, boy. Meet that very low standard, Ross. (laughs) That's all I am. (laughs) Okay. So... That's all from us on this week's podcast. We'll be back after episode one of season five airs. Can you even believe I'm saying that? I know, right? (laughs) So we will be recapping and discussing all the details with you all. Want to get in on the conversation and tell us what you thought of the episode. You just have to email us at podocfancast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram all at Poldark Fancast. But by far the easiest option if you want to give us something to talk about is to go to our Tumblr page and go to our Ask box. Please remember to rate, review and five star us on iTunes. That would be smashing. We'll see you all. Whoa, whoa, wait. Forgot something. We're now on <laughs> Spotify. It has taken me a full Ooh, year. Yeah! But I finally got some Spotify. (laughs) So listen to us and subscribe there. And like, I don't know what you do. Yet I think you can rate. But just listen to us there. Um, And we will see you in a Mm post-season five world. Oh my god. Bye. Bye-bye. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Give him all your love to just one man 
Are cold and lonely. 